Hi, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the NSL's podcast, which again is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below the waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels, boys, and I've engineered the ultimate groin and body trimmer for focusing on intelligent functionality and incredible comfort grooming experience. Their fourth generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0, has now launched all over Europe and features wireless charging, a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents, and comes with additional guards size one to four to fine-tune your trim. And thanks to their advanced skin safe technology, you can now feel confident again to shave your balls. <laughs> so join over four million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you: twenty percent off and free worldwide shipping with the code CELTS at Manscaped.com. And the link will be in the description below. But look, I'm joined by my two show regulars today, Ross and William. How are you? Need a hoodie, son. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll roll with this glum reaction. Obviously, we're, we're coming off the back of the game there but against Barrett Everkusen. We lost 3 2, unfortunately. But all in all, I think it was a, a good team performance. We didn't hold on for the win at the end. And I mean, I was got it. And I'll come to yourself, William, first in that lovely retro Celtic gear. How are you feeling about that result? Much like yourself, mate, gutted. I thought. Once Jota scored that wonderful goal, I thought we'd hold out. I, 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 for the majority of the match, I actually thought we defended quite well. But uh, again, individual errors uh, costing us goals. And uh, if you're conceding 13 goals in five games, <coughs> I don't care how good you are going forward. I don't care if you've got Mbappe and Messi in that front. You're not going to qualify for group stages if you're conceding 13 and five. So I thought there was a lot of positives tonight. Uh, just a bit, a bit gutted how we, uh, how we went about our last ten minutes of the game. Yeah, the last ten minutes I think killed us. I think we tired as well, William. And you make a great point that the last ten minutes with us fell apart. And come to yourself, Ross. Obviously, the game itself, they they take the lead from a sad piece goal. The game which kills us, and then we come back into it, go two one up, and you're you're just hoping, you're hoping by the grace of God we'll hold on, right, and hold on for the draw, but. I mean, Williams, right? They allude to the fact of what thirteen and five. Yeah, is that correct? I think Aye. that's the worst, the worst record in the Europa League out of all thirty-two clubs. And if you want to be at that level, that's something we need to sort out pretty quickly, isn't it? Um, aye, it is. But I mean, I think we we're all fully aware that that's how Angie's team and teams play, and that's how we're going to play. Um, we're going to try and score more than the opposition. Uh, but I, I think you have to look at that game. In isolation tonight, and think. Well, I, I say in isolation, and then I was about to compare it to the last game at Parkhead. But uh, <laughs> looking at the, the last game at Parkhead, and then putting it, that game into isolation, <laughs> uh, I think that Postacoglu alluded to it uh, in his uh, press conference before the game. It's how you react to mistakes and setbacks, and I thought compared to. The game at Parkhead, the way, react, the way we reacted to going down 1-0 was brilliant. And mm-hmm. it, it just shows you how far we've come as a team. Uh, and however long ago that was, maybe two months, I, I think that I can only commend Celtic the night for how they reacted. And let's not forget, we're playing a team who are Champions League quality there the night and we've took them all the way. Uh, and I, I was very proud of my team the night. Uh, I thought it... it like again, like Postecoglou, I thought there was hairy moments for a, a number of players, but they same players also had really big moments, eh, mm-hmm. big tackles, big goals. So I mean, overall, I think 
I was pretty pleased with the performance. Disappointed with the last ten minutes. Yeah, the last ten minutes. I mean, everyone knows it killed us. And come to yourself, William. I was got it. I mean, you see me before we came on. Everybody spoke a word. It was just one of them things that you're just hoping and praying to hold on for that winner or draw, especially to keep the, the hopes alive. But you made a great point. There was bright sparks in the game, and we'll talk about them first. And I think the first port of call has to be the Uralifates penalty and the take of that man that had a, a panica. And I, when I was watching it, it was going high, and I was like, oh, my God, what has he done? And it does hit on the underside of the bar with him. But it does show one thing. There is definitely a confidence and a free kind of spurt within the Celtic squad at the minute, isn't there? Definitely. The goals were... That Panenka was just absolute filth. It's no right. Yeah. There's no right for that to be on a football pitch. That should be in a category on another website that she won't touch on. It's just, just yeah. pure, absolute filthy. And the second goal was just... I've... I can't remember the last time I celebrated a goal like that because it was just oh. different class from start to finish. Uh, Hart, who is absolutely immense again tonight, I can't believe how much he's brought to the club, not just with his playing ability, but with his leadership skills. And I don't know if you've seen again, there's a point in the <clears> game <throat> where Beaton was down and Hart's ran half the length of the field to get to Postacoglu to view the information again. He's just been immense. Uh, his ball <laughs> was... Oh, ridiculous. James Forrest's touch was even more ridiculous. And then Beaton getting forward. Uh, the, the pass wasn't great, but it was a one-two off Fringpong's chest, which I liked. And uh, it's <laughs> the, the awareness for Kyogo Aye. to know anybody else leaves that ball and lets Beaton play it. The awareness for him and, and then the inch-perfect pass. And then the end, of it was the, the, the best part. Yota's finish on... I, I, mm-hmm. I, I think he's left his weaker foot. I don't actually know because he's, he's been that great. He's been that good since he's joined us. The finish was just unbelievable. And um, at that point in the game, because I thought we defended really, really well tonight up until like we discussed the last 10 minutes, which I'm, I, I imagine we'll go into detail. I thought we defended really well. I thought Carter Vickers was was awesome. I thought we, we kept tight. We got a narrow and we, we had bodies in our own box to make clearances. Um and, I, and when we scored that goal, I thought we've defended so well. If we keep continuing to defend the way we are, we're getting at least a draw here. And the way we play in the counter, we're always good for nicking even another goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, both goals, just different class. Yeah, I mean, the, the Penanka penalty, as you said, Phil, I think that's the best yes, word to describe it. But I mean, Ross... And- really makes a great point. Even that second goal, the build-up play, the, the ball from Hart to Forrest, and Forrest that intelligent flick, and he gets the ball back, plays it to Beaton, and then he obviously misplaces the pass, but fortunately he goes to Kyogo, and the awareness of him to find Yala, and then Yala with the one-touch finish. The, the goals we did score tonight were fantastic, weren't they? Aye, aye, brilliant. I, I have to admit, though, I, like, I, I'll take it all day long, but I don't think it was a penalty. Um, See, I, did, I, I, didn't, I didn't even think anything of it. I mean, don't get me wrong, right? The keepers came out and he's polaxed Kyle go. So that instant isolation is a foul. If the defender doesn't deal with it in front of them, then it's a stonewall penalty all day long. But the defender deals with the header and Kyogo's not getting near the ball. It wasn't a penalty for me, but out with that, you take it. Of course you take mm-hmm. it away from home in a difficult ground in a country we've never won away from home uh, the penalty wow 
uh, like Wally's touched on. It, it's like, and I was never in doubt that he was going to score. Like, I've touched on it in previous podcasts. I've never been as confident with a Celtic player taking a penalty since the King. And I just felt he was going to stick it away. I didn't think he would stick it away the way he did. I mean, the the touch, Faye, the, the, just that deft touch to put it in like that was the same deft touch that it took off the crossbar. It was just mm-hmm. caressed in and it caressed the crossbar. And then just, oh, it was just a tremendous penalty. Uh, and I, I don't think I've ever seen a Celtic player having the audacity to take a penalty in that fashion. That's a lie. Edward done it, but there Edward, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, aye, it, it was just it was a great penalty. And then the second goal, the way Hart, he sees it early. And that's that's the way we want to play. If you see the opportunity, just get it forward early. I know that they, they pass it about at the back a lot, but when there's an opportunity there, you, you see Hart, he's very aware. When he catches the ball, at, his first thought is, have I got a... Have mm-hmm. I got a pass, a long ball, and he can execute it? I'm not saying he's as good as like Ederson at Man City or that, but he can execute it at times, and he certainly executed it the night with a plum. Uh, and I mean, we've, you could wax lyrical about Forest touch; it's it's beautiful, uh, and it's it's just a great goal. The only bit that wasn't quite right was Beaton's pass inside, but we get the break of the ball and. Like Wally said, Kyogre's awareness, but not only his awareness, but to be able to play that pass on the, the spin mm-hmm. and still play it right into Jota's path. Like, no, he didn't even need to break stride. And that Hartson is going on about, he's got time to take a touch. He has. He doesn't need to take a touch. When he's as good as that and the ball's as good as that, it was just... That was, see, in, it was see in real time, see watching the game in real time, I thought Beaton actually played the pass. I didn't think Kyogre. Oh, did you, aye? I didn't know so that. played the pass until I seen the replay. I was like, oh my God, he's actually done like a full 180 turn to play the pass. <laughs> that was some ball. Brilliant. Right? But Brilliant. by the way, Beaton was, I thought he was, br- yeah. certainly in the second <laughs> half, it, the first half he had a couple of hairy moments. Second half, until he went off, I thought he was absolutely superb defensively. He'd, he'd done his back going forward, but defensively, he protected that back four unbelievably well. I was so impressed with him tonight. Yeah, and we'll we'll stay on Beaton because I was going to talk about other bright sparks in the game. I'm glad you actually brought him up first. And for me, yes, the first 10 minutes, his touch was a bit loose and he wasn't playing the right kind of passes, but he did grow into the game and he broke up playing off of that, William. And I thought probably until he up until he went off, he was probably top two best players in the pitch for Celtic. What was your opinion on him? Because a lot of people, including myself, was going to start McCarthy tonight in that game. I don't want to go back to that lineup prediction, but I did call McCarthy, but B Tom be meet my words there, like to be honest. Yeah, I think he's been immense since we've we've put him in this uh, the number six role. Uh, I totally agree with Ross. I thought he like his passing was a bit wayward in the first half, but um, his shield in the back four was. I mean, he, I mean, he gave the ball away, but then there was a couple of instances. One instance he gave the ball away, but tracked back and won it. Um, and he was right in there on the penalty. Uh, Right, right where the penalty spot is, clearing up crosses and and just protecting the back four. Uh, I thought he was awesome tonight, absolutely awesome. I thought Carter Vickers was brilliant. See, when he got that booking mm-hmm. at this at this point, like we were we were heading through, I was devastated because I thought he was going to be a big miss against Betis. Doesn't matter much now, but 
Uh, I beat on ever since he's came in. We've, we've discussed it in the last few podcasts, and we discussed it at the very start of the year, I think, in the tail end of last year, when he was getting played at centre-half, and we're all screaming mm. he's never, ever a centre-half in a million years. But we all agreed that as that, uh, that cover in midfield, and he, he is the type of player, he showed it in recent games as well, that he can <coughs> beat, him, beat a man. He's been doing Zidane Marseille turns the last few weeks and, <laughs> and, and and driving forward and starting attacks and breaking and breaking up opposition attacks to for us to then counter and it's it's indispensable in what Andrews want to do. We need somebody in there that can break up these attacks and start the counters. And uh, he's been brilliant at it recently. I think his passes as well. When he gets them right, they're ends perfect. He does whips it into the feet and the control and they're away. I think he does, you're right to say, starting attacks from that point in that position is what McGregor was doing at that number six role, but he's better up the field and who knows what's going to happen now these are obviously when Rodgers comes back. But another player as well, I mean, these are both touching the players I want to bring up, so it's, you're, you're making this easy for me. To have that. So Cameron Carter-Vickers, as William said, Ross was a Rolls-Royce. That's been used to describe him many times and he was fantastic from start to finish, winning balls in the air, calm at the feet, playing just nice and simple passes. And unfortunately, as William touched on the booking, I was like, oh no, who are we going to play there? But it doesn't matter. But what did you think of his performance tonight? I love the guy. I, I think he's yeah. a top, top, top centre half. Uh, he's no blessed with amazing pace, but he doesn't need it because he's positional sense. It's, it's bang on. He never, he never, gets caught out of position. He never looks like he's flagging and like struggling to get back because he's always in the right place. Uh, I mean, I know we've conceded three goals tonight, but him, his performance individually was brilliant again. I just He wins his aerial battles. He wins his duels almost every game. Uh, I can't fault the guy one bit. Uh, and I really, really hope we can sign him because I think... If we can get him signed on, then it's going to be him and whoever wants to get the the, the starting position beside him out of Starfelt, Julian Welsh, by the way, who was, I thought, brilliant the night as well. Again, eh, I think he, he, you're probably going to go into him, so I'll, I'll leave you to it. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because no, 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 we're, just... we're waxing lyrical about how well we defended we conceded fucking three goals tonight. In the head. Aye. That's what I was going to say. Minute. I know. See, see, just to touch on Carter Vickers as well, there was a moment in, a, I think it was 10 minutes in or so, and Fring, by the way, Fringpong gave us problems at the first half yeah. especially. Yeah, he, played a, he played a one-two and he whipped this ball wow. in about three yards out and it's in behind the defence and probably the worst ball you, you, you want to face as a defender uh-huh. and Carter Vickers dealt with it as if it was nothing. Just got rid of it. Yeah. Bang on. Bang on, Molly. But one one player I do want to touch upon as well. I'm, thankfully, nothing just rung him up, so it leads me under this. Like, we'll be fools not to talk about that wonderful double save that was seen from Joe Hart. <laughs> I have no idea how he managed to pull that off with him. It was fantastic. And even about him himself, as you said, there was point, the point in that game <clears throat> when B. Tom went down injured. He runs over to Postacog and he's talking to the coaching staff to get the instructions to see what's going to happen in the final 15. Unfortunately, we'll come on that as well. But he was just superb and he's made such a great difference defensively and as a leader in that team. Yeah, 100%. I think I touched on it at the start of the, start of the episode. Um, I think Ross is bang on. Even with goal kicks and stuff, he's, he's sprinting to get the ball because he's wanting to yeah. start an attack and get it going. 
if it, and as much as we're waxing lyrical about the defence again, if it wasn't for him, it could have been four or five. Uh, he's he's pulled. But it's off a quality. It's a quality team work Ah, uh, definitely. Oh, hundred percent. They're more than decent. Really, really good side. Uh, and well, I mean, we're, we're talking about all these conceding goals. But everything's positive that we're talking about tonight. We're not really like, and I'm not it's going weird. to say it because there is. <laughs> I've never heard Stephen positive in my whole in my life. <laughs> oh. and, um, no, I'm, I'm holding. I'm holding it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if we, if you look at each goal, there's there is individual errors. I mean, Ralston's at blame for, but I'm not. I'm not. He's been. I've said he's been one of our players of the year, if not player of the year. Uh, I'm not going to lambast him for for a couple of mistakes in a game. Uh, but I Joe Hart that double saves unreal. Saying that, if that's uh, our striker, and uh, <laughs> I'd have been taking him off, sacking him, putting him on the transfer list because he should be gone through. <laughs> he should be taking Joe Hart out and putting him in the back of the net with it as well. Uh-huh. Uh, the funny thing is, Joe Hart makes that save, and the first thing he does is stand up, sprint, looking for the looking for the out ball. Uh, what a signing! Um, yeah, he could he could quite easily be the best signing we've made this season mm-hmm. uh, because of all his qualities, uh, the leadership yeah. qualities, especially. He's a. Uh, I think if he was at the club for a number of years, he 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 may well be uh, pushing Cal Mack for the actual captaincy because he's he's just an absolute man mountain. Uh, and everything he said, he's, he's a bit like Ange in the fact that ever since he's joined, every interview he has, he says the right things, and I'm just hanging on every word, and uh, more than pleased <coughs> that he's at the club. Does that mean you have a, a Joe Hart cushion as well? Not yet. I've asked the wife for Christmas, but it's we're nearly, we've nearly got the whole first 11 sitting in the bed, so... <laughs> I don't know who's going to get out of bed that. at night. You're the wife for the full first time in the, in oh, the bed. I, I, I don't know. That's definitely look, Wally. Well, <laughs> <laughs> look, Ross, I mean, Joe Hart, we talk about waxing Eric on. I mean, it's so strange. It is. We've considered free goals and the defence questions about it as well, which we're going to come on to. But Joe Hart did save us from conceding about three or four goals, maybe. So, he has to be a product. That double save, that's going to be on that Europa League page for days because they're obsessed with Celtic. They always post stuff about Celtic. Yeah. But what's your opinion of him in regards to what he's actually bringing to the team as a whole? Just the same as Willie. Like, as a leader, eh, it's like he's actually unrivaled as a leader. And I know Calmack stepped up to the plate, but I just I think that I don't know if he's maybe. He's maybe not a better leader than Cal Mack, but he's a bigger character, bigger presence. He's, I dare I say, he's probably done more in the game than Cal Mack, so there's a bit probably more respect for the other players, eh, the new guys and stuff. I'll be more aware of heart. I know that he's a goalkeeper, um, but I just, every, I can't fault the guy one single bit. Every single attribute and characteristic he's brought. Way, way, self to the team has has been amazing, and what did did we get him for nothing? Is that right? A, mi- a million, a million. A million. I mean, to get him for a million pound, like Celtic have they've made a few mistakes in the transfer market, but over the last number of years, maybe I don't know what six, seven years, some of the deals they've got in goalkeepers is been quite incredible when you look at it like mm. Fraser Forster Craig Gordon Joe Hart I mean 
Oh, there's a lot of teams would kill to have the goalies. Do you know what I mean? And we've just pulled them out of the bag. He's, I can't speak highly enough of the guy. And that save, that double save the night was totally, totally brilliant. And you can say, I know, I know what Willie's saying. Like the boy should be putting them and the goals along with the ball. Excuse me. But I think the boy. I don't know if the boy tries to take a touch or. I don't know because it's, it's if he tries to take a touch, it's a very poor touch, and then it gets away from him and Hart sees that and just gets a hand to it and it's just like a bit of a, a bundle. But it's, you you can't fault the guy for the effort to to get there. He was like scrambling and he got there and it was brought. And then the the save with the foot later on. Oh the yes, as well. yes, another great save. Uh, but <laughs> we're sitting. I know we've we've said that we're sitting here like. We've went out of the Europa League, we've lost 3-2, we've conceded whatever amount of goals it was in the group, 13 or something, and I'm still fairly happy because I can see what the team are doing, I can see where we want to go and where we're heading, and it's it's great. And Postacoglu's got us in a cup final the first time you're asking. I just think... I'm no, I'm not coming on this podcast tonight to take digs at the Celtic players because I think they gave everything tonight against a very, very good team. And for large parts of the game, and I know we've touched on a lot of big saves with Hart and that, but I still felt for large parts of the game, we're pretty comfortable. Certainly in that second yeah, half. I, I expected us to be like under the cosh like we were, uh, say, in Alkmaar. And it never really materialised. And we got that second goal... Uh, and I thought we were comfortable. I have to say, though, and I I don't want to have a, a go at Ange, and I'm not, but I think... I don't think he should have took Jota off the night. Yes. Uh, I, I think it, it, that changed... Uh, along with Beaton going off, I think Jota coming off changed the game because I think we all know how I feel about Mikey Johnson. Uh, and he wasn't the man to come on and try and keep the ball up the park and run with it. He's just too weak. We'd be as well bringing a watch on, but hey ho. And this is Ross, who, do, who doesn't want to take any digs at the players. No. She just, uh, she just touched a, touching a couple of things Ross is saying. See, lastly, on Joe Hart, uh, I, th- I think he was on like 70 odd grand at, at Spurs as well. He's taking a massive pay cut to come to us because he wants to play football for yeah. a massive club. And I think that says more about the man than anything else. But uh, just to touch again on what Ross is saying there, I, I felt. I was coming on the podcast tonight feeling exact same way. And my first thought was like, was Jurgen Klopp walked into Liverpool and it didn't happen overnight, but he got time and he's turned them into this machine who, which are pretty much, if not the best club, they're definitely one of the best clubs in world football right now. Yeah. I'm getting the same feeling where, and we're not going to be the best club in Europe <laughs> or in football, but <laughs> for the fact that we can, like Ross is saying, we can see, something happening, the start of something big, in my opinion. The fact that we are where we are now, if you told me that after that shambles of summer and Ange coming in last minute, and if you told me we were in a cup final, fairly indifferent league form, but we're, we're picking it up now, we're, we're getting, we're, we're, the ball's rolling, the Ange trains, choo-chooing, as I always say. Yeah. Um, and you can see the football we're playing, some of the goals we are scoring is just like pure football. 
Yeah. That stuff at the back, I thought, like I say, we defended fairly well. I think this is all starting to come. And Andrew's had, what, half a transfer window. There's still plenty more time to come. I just think, and along with what Ross is alluding to, it's, I think if we've got Andrew at the wheel for a while, I think this could be the start of something really, really, really special. And that's, I could be up there with what Rogers was Rogers done at us and just absolute football. I, I, I just, I, I'm just so excited for the future. I can't say I mean, anything I, bad about the team. Totally. I just need to, t- I just need to tag something really quickly. Did Celtic lose tonight? Is there, <laughs> there's something wrong with us? <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's, it's just. Sorry, on you go. go no, I was, I was just going to say, basically, just to add to what Willie was saying, I think we can all see now that we've got an identity and a style, mm-hmm. a way of playing, and we're, we're no deviating it for, it for anybody. And it's attacking, scintillating football. That game like was so entertaining tonight. It was an absolutely brilliant game of football. And Celtic were part of it, and I support Celtic. Mm-hmm. And I want to see really good games of football. We're not going to win every game, but we're going to be, in the words of Barry, entertained. Yes. 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 I love I love that one. And on the positivity as well, for the people watching on YouTube, please subscribe, hit the bell, you'll be notified when we go live. There's no charge, it's free. Just we're building a subscriber <laughs> base, William, and it's, it's growing through the roof at the minute, so get on this journey with us. We're fairly enjoying it. But, I mean, you did point to the style, Ross, and unfortunately... William, the style leads to us conceding goals, especially in Europe, on a regular basis. Now, yes, we're positive, but we do have to talk about some of the negative stuff that's happened in the game. And the, the first goal from Andrex from a header, at, from a set piece, he does loses Ralston in, in that melee. The crowd, you couldn't really argue that. Ralston got blocked off, bangs it in. Second goal again, Andrex through the legs of Joe Hart in the, the last goal, Diaby, with a, a good finish, to be honest. But... The defensive errors, do you think that will sort itself out in time? Or did you see that there's still a kind of a big gap between us and the likes of Leverkusen in terms of how we finish off a game or how we do the game management side of things? Uh, I'm not so sure because I'll, I'll tell you why. Uh, Hopefully. The last 10, 15, <laughs> that last, that last, the last 10, 15 minutes, which we're all talking about, which was poor, we weren't playing... The way we've been playing this year, we didn't put that wasn't Angie's style. We sat far too deep and invited yeah. them on. We had two banks of four in our own box, so we weren't playing Angie's football. Uh, and it's it's that's not led to the two goals. It was individual mistakes, like you said. Um, at the set piece, the first set piece. I mean, we had a warning five minutes before. It's been happening. It's still part of what we've been doing. But again, other than that, in the first half. Apart, was it did Diaby smash the post in the first half as well? Yeah, well, two, two. Other than that chance, other than that chance, the corner was was the only real chance we gave them. So, and then, like I say, the last two goals we've invited them, we've invited them on us. Uh, we were just playing far too deep, in my opinion. So, like, if we kept persisting the way we have, uh, I think Ross is bang on with Jota. Uh, he's a great outlet, and he can he can run it players and keep the ball in the corner and give us relieve that pressure. Uh so I don't think it's a matter of the way we play and that's how we're gonna that we're gonna concede goals because I don't think we've played the way we play in the last ten yeah. minutes, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. I think the I, reason I, I, the reason that was is because 
guys like Jota, a front three, maybe not so much for us, he's not been playing all the time, but certainly with Jota and Kyogo, them coming off and bringing Albi and Ayeti on and um, Mikey, Mikey Johnson, John. they, they're, they've not played enough in this style and I don't think they're suited to the Ange style. So it took away from their game and that I think that's partly how we ended up coming deeper as well, coupled with the fact that it was we were trying to hold on to a lead and it was 10 minutes to go. Uh, so those two things coupled together wasn't a good mix and it, it didn't help our cause. But I, I can see why Ange just took Joe off, get a, a bit of legs on the park because he, to me he didn't look tired. He didn't look like he was fading in the game, uh, so it was it was weird for me. But I, I think I agree with Wally that we weren't playing this, the 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 Ange way, the Celtic way, at the last ten minutes. And do, it, do you think? As, do you think as well? Like the way you said that, William, and it's a great point because I was shouting at the TV, push up, push up, push up. I, I must have said it over hundred times or something. Throat sore, saying it. But do you think Ross? It's still adapting to Ange's style. I think some of the players are kind of reverting to what they know in that situation, being under pressure, instead of trusting the process, as William put in the, the chat earlier today in our podcast group. Do you think it's a, a case of they're not quite there with it yet, but they're showing signs of taking it on? But the last 15 minutes, it was under pressure. They sit back a wee bit deeper, try and catch them on the counter instead of pressing. Do you know where I'm coming from? Or is that a wee bit? <laughs> um, no, I know what you mean. I. I... I wouldn't say they're not quite there with it yet. I think they're probably on paper first 11 or or the, the yeah. first 11 that started the night are probably there or thereabouts with it. Uh, I still think for games like the night, not so much in domestic football, but for games like the night, I still think maybe our bench is a wee bit short uh, and that sort of, like we've touched on, takes away from the, the, the way we want to play slightly. Uh, and when that happens against quality opposition, you'll get found out. Uh, no always. You get away with it sometimes. But I, I think found out's a bit of a strong term. I don't think we were found out tonight. But uh, they just they created good opportunities and, and, and they took them. Uh, they, they were very good finishes. I think it was... Well, it's just, I think it's just only natural. I don't think it's a matter of them not playing Angie's way. I just think they're dead on their feet. I mean, it's he's not rotated much. It's pretty much been the first same the same first eleven for the past however many weeks. Um and it's only natural when you're defending a lead to just get deeper and deeper and, and, yeah. and invite pressure on. You're just wanting you're just trying not to concede. Uh, that's all I think it was tonight. I don't think it was a matter mm. of they were trying to play away or change or not not take instructions on. I just think it was they were dead in their feet and and a draw is good enough if we concede <laughs> one, but we'll just try our best and no concede. And it's just not happened that way. We were just we just sat far far too deep. Yeah, but I think the total process for Hans is to play that kind of football for ninety minutes and get through the yeah. tough times. That's what I was trying to allude to. The fact that the players were dead on their feet. They were just sitting more back, back, back. And then Leverkusen, they're smooth operators, let's be honest. And they'll find holes, they'll find wee pockets of space. And the likes of your man, the Abbey, and Reitz, is it? The, the young Florian Reitz. Oh, that, that's so, it. 
Uh, some cracking players, and you said before we, we came on our but then Frimpong causes issues on that right-hand side Gross big time. Cool. So, I, I mean, it was individual errors. I don't think it's fair to the pigeonhole the guys who made it. Do you know what I mean? we all seen it on the TV. It's just trying to, a positive outlook. And the way the game ended, now we're, we're in the Europa Conference League. That's confirmed, Ross, for after Christmas. Obviously, it's a drop-down level game. But do you think it's a kind of a competition we can maybe go further in? If, um, if kinda... it, 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 to be honest with you, I don't know who who's dropped into that, who's left in it. So it, it all depends who we get. But um, certainly, if we play, I take it as straight knockout football now, isn't it? Two Aye. legs. Yeah. Aye. If we play like we played tonight, uh, we'll be a match for most teams in that uh, in that competition. Um, go as far as we can. Get get a bit more experience in Europe, albeit a new competition and not one that every team wants to be in. But I mean, there'll still be some decent, good quality teams in there, and it's it's more games against good quality teams, more experience, and it it can only bode well for the team going forward. Uh, and I think again, if they play the, the way they played the night, uh, then I think we we can do a bit of damage. I, I think we can certainly go beyond the next round anyway. But I mean, again, it all depends on on who you get. Yeah, hundred percent. How do you feel about the Conference League? Obviously, it's a new competition, but the likes of Spurs are in it. I think Roma, if I'm, if I'm correct, in that competition. So it is going to be another tough European thing, but it's one to look forward to, isn't it, William? Yeah, I think. I think it's the whole fuck to see because it's fairly new. I mean, the UEFA Cup or the Europa League, the UEFA Cup and the Champions League have got so much history, and that's like they're the, obviously the pinnacle of club football. And I, like you get, sort of get a stigma with this competition because it's fairly new. You're like, I don't want to be in that, but it's still it's still elite European football at the end of the day. Um. So yeah, I mean, I'm. Yeah, I mean, I think we can go pretty far now if we can. But it's, it's, I mean, it's one of them. It's not, it's not a UEFA Cup and it's not a Champions League, is it? But so, are, like you say, they're big teams in it, and it's still European football. So, so here's a question: Like, be honest. I'll come to both of you. So I'll start with you, William. Right, three competitions in Europe. The Conference League, obviously, one we're dropping into. Would you rather set like dropped out of Europe all together, like the old format, and just concentrate on the league, or are you still? wanting them to see them in Europe after Christmas because a lot of people would say what's the point as you said a new competition for for lesser teams let's be honest this is for other teams that get into Europe and play European football get them exposure and things like that but is it too kind of I was going to say liquidated but that may offend some people who, who watch <laughs> on but do, do you think it's kind of an, an unnecessary thing if, if you're being honest or uh, I don't know I really don't know I, I mean in twenty years' time, we could be talking about it like it's one of the other, when it, like it's the UEFA Cup. Like it's, it's because it's not got any history; and it's fairly new. I think uh, if we all won it, we'd be waxing lyrical. Uh, so uh, any trophy we're in the hunt for, I'm all for it. So and and like you say, there are big teams in it. There's going to be uh, decent sides in there. And for me, European football is better than no European European football. So. I suppose that would be my answer. Yeah, I'd rather be in it than not. Yeah. What about yourself, Ross? I I, I would rather be in it. I um, it's. I mean, if we get 
like the two teams we've sort of alluded to, if we get a Tottenham or a Roma, they're big games. Big games to look forward to. Big games yep. that you wouldn't have had if you dropped straight out of the Europa League. So, I am all for it. And at, at, it's a competition there. The way it works, the way the format works, Celtic are in it. Celtic have earned their place in it because they... Oh, all right, they've went out. They've been out of competition, right? But the way it works, they've they got third place, and that mm-hmm. gives you conference league football. I mean, it's a shite name for a tournament. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It, it sounds like the the English twenty fifth tier or something. But uh, <laughs> there is there is like decent teams going to be in it, and like I've said already, it, it's more games against top top teams, hopefully to give yeah. these guys a bit more experience in this process and transition that we're going through. And by the way, this process and transition, what we're absolutely racing through at the minute. See the... Um, it is straight knockout this tournament. Yeah, yeah too late. Yeah, we, we always talk about, and I know Ross is especially, they talk about the old UEFA Cup and how it's, it's far better in the past when it's straight knock. It's it's exciting football. That's it. over two legs. Brilliant. Aye. Bring it on. Well, yeah, we, we all know why. We, 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 we're thinking we all know why the European competitions were changed and who they're in favour of. Let's be honest. But I mean, for me, I'd rather have Ross County at Dingwall any day over the conference league. Now, what are you talking? I think it's it's great. <laughs> it's, it's it's great. It's going to be entertaining as well because we'll be playing just that style of football again and, and in Europe, if it gets us more exposure. And I think the the word to use experience for these players, like of a bother coming on twenty years old, it's quite a young team for the core. But so it's something I'm looking forward to a new format, new competition. Let's see how far we can get into it. But as quick as the Europa League offensive ends, we have to turn our heads to domestic football. And coming to yourself, William, it's a, a game against Aberdeen at home on Sunday. Now, Aberdeen are a bit indifferent. Obviously, there was that whole controversy with the, the kind of player being sent off, which was an absolute shambles in, in their previous match for the, the fan pushing them. But the game itself, they have been indifferent. Stephen Glass is getting a hard time, and the team hasn't really settled on the pitch. Yes, they've got some decent results, but surely at home, it's a game Celtic can kind of take advantage of, isn't it? I would hope so. I think any team in, the, in, in domestically in the league, we should be we should be looking to take advantage of and and, and blow away. Um, they, they are a dangerous side. They have got some. The, the league table uh, doesn't show where they should be. Let's uh, face it. They've got and they've got a really dangerous striker and uh, Ramirez up front as well. He's yeah. looks a player, so he needs watch. So uh, it's <laughs> kind of take three points for granted. You just need to keep going and and like I say, Postecoglou has not been rotating much, so I wouldn't be surprised if it was much the same side. Uh, but yeah, like any team we go in, even tonight, the top quality team. But I still had confidence in us that we will go and do something. So <coughs> when you've got when you've got uh, the players we've got going forward, uh, as long as we're not doing too bad at the back, we've got a chance against most. So yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I think you're right in terms of the league table for the squad Aberdeen have. Ross, they should be further up at fourth and third positions, probably where they're aiming to be. But get into the game. Celtic are in great domestic form. I think it's like nine unbeaten domestically, isn't it? Something mm-hmm. something like that. So there's definitely confidence within the squad, as we've seen even tonight with the Panica penalty, which is oh, just fantastic. But get into the game at home, probably a sell crowd. It is a sell crowd, I think, because I tried to get a ticket, but it wasn't happening. But how are you feeling about it? You can only feel confident. The way, the way we are playing now, we're, we're on a high. Again, we've lost the night, but we've lost in the right way. Uh, 
We never went out of the Europa League tonight with a whimper. We took them all the way. And I just think we're in a, a really good moment now. I think everybody's fully confident. She's seen it in the game tonight. Everybody was willing to take the ball and try mm-hmm. and play. Try and play football. Nobody had. Uh, I just think we're in a really good moment now. And everybody's fully confident. And it's like the, the, the spirit and the team, like, we're close knit. You can see everybody's good pals. I just think domestically, dare I say it, I think Celtic are going to take a bit of stopping. They really do. Uh, uh, the, the moment they're in the now, uh, if if they keep riding this wave, and I know there are no blown teams out, they only beat St. Johnson 1-0, but they found a way. And hmm. that's another step in the right direction for, say, like you touched on in the last podcast, for the Livy game. Uh, they're, they're winning ugly, they're winning comfortable. I'm just I love everything about the Celtic team right now and I I cannot fault them I I don't want to I I can't even slag them defensively because they're late goals but they've still got the best defence in the league I know I mean it's not bad not bad for a kamikaze outfit (laughs) (laughs) but uh, I I just think they're in a really good moment and I can't see past a Celtic win at the weekend certainly at home Aberdeen yeah. will come out and try and play a bit more than um, likes of what Livingston or that did. And I think Celtic, when a team come out domestically, come out and try and play, or dare I say, probably no toe-to-toe, but try and make an impact in the game, Celtic will pack them off. They will. Yeah. I, I really believe. I, I think Celtic are playing fantastic football right now, and I love it. Can I just ask you something, right? This might be harsh, but there's one thing I did I did notice tonight, genuinely. For me, there's a big difference in quality with him. Now, again, it might be harsh because he only got 15 minutes on the actual pitch, but between Abada and James Forrest, do you think there's a... For me, there's a big gulf there in terms of quality, and obviously he's 20 years old, but Forrest coming back, is he's a massive, massive plus for Celtic, isn't it? Especially with the four domestic games we have coming up. Huge. Um... And the cup semi-final in the group chat, as soon as Forrest was warming up to come on, and I, I, I text everybody and says, imagine if we had a fully fit Forrest for the rest of the season. And then he came on and did what he did, uh, like he has done hundreds of times in the past. Uh, he'd be like a new signing. And I thought he was excellent tonight. He's only just coming mm-hmm. back from Italy, and I thought he was superb. I thought he hugged that touchline well and and did his thing. Um, Abada was flying at the start of the season. Uh, it's difficult when you're in and out the sides and you're only getting 10, 15 minutes here and there to show. Uh, again, I think sometimes it might look like he's just trying too hard. Uh, he's, a, he's a player. He's definitely a he is. And, and uh, I think, like you say, he is still only 20 years old. Uh, there's a lot, a lot of ability there. Um, but having Forrest back is, is massive for us, I think. I think last season we, bang, we were banging on about how we were missing the width. Uh, and I think if we had Forrest on that side last year, it might not have been. Uh, it might have been a lot closer than it ended up. So uh, massive that he's back. But Abada, I'm not. I, I think he's a tremendous prospect, and I think he's going to go on to be a, a proper player for us. Yeah, it's not the it's not the pigeonhole about it, Ross. But I did genuinely notice a drop off, and that's being honest. Do you think it's James Forrest's jersey now if he stays fit going forward? Uh, absolutely, I. Uh, I mean, 
it's like you have said that Abad is only twenty. Even like Forrest's physicality, he, he's a man. Do you know what I mean? Abad is still a boy to an extent. He's got a lot of filling out to do. Uh, but aye, I, I mean it's it's Forrest jersey. It has to be. Forrest has been God, how long? 10, 11 years at Celtic okay. now, and and in, in, in the in the first team, uh, and he's won. I think you touched on it. Nineteen medals, trophies, uh, <laughs> trophies, medals. You can't. Nah, it's it's unbelievable. It's an unbelievable return. And James Forrest has been one of my favourite Celtic players for a long, long time. And I like used to get so annoyed when people like had goes at him. It, it was they used to do the same way. Sean Maloney as well. And I thought Sean Maloney was a great player for Celtic at times. I mean, he wasn't brilliant in every single game, but fans seem to do this. They don't give guys that have come up through the ranks who are actually pretty good players, they don't give them as much leeway as maybe these foreigners that we've signed. But I think James Forrest is... I think he could go down south and play for pretty much just anybody down there. Maybe out great. with maybe like the top maybe five or six, but he could go and play in the Premier League and like no be out of place. I think he's a, a top, top, top quality winger, and he's it's definitely his jersey. But like Wally says, Abada is uh, going to be a good player, and he's he's done pretty well for us. Uh, if he, he came in, there's going to be a drop off because he is young and he's learning. He's adjusting to a new country, but. Uh, I think it's Forest Jersey and Abada is a great foil for him. Uh, and I can see while he's mm-hmm. absolutely choking to speak, so <laughs> I'll shut up. <laughs> when when am I not choking to speak, man? <laughs> you know me. <laughs> nah, go for it, Willie. Good guy, wank, wank. Uh, <laughs> well, I was going to say... No, you're Me? A good guy. I pointed you and said, Oh, good that's guy. right. In fact, wank, wank. Uh, what I was going to say is see, when you're, you're touching on like Abada and Forrest and, and uh, the likes of Maloney and that getting stuck in a pass. And I think it's because I don't think it's the player, it's the position and how they want to play. These guys want to take on players. It's, they're never going to beat every player they play, uh, they come up against mm-hmm. every time. Right. But if, you, if he tries to beat. If he goes, tries to beat that fullback ten times and fails nine times, but does it once and creates a goal that wins <clears> us again, <throat> then if you f- you forget about it, I think it's the same with Tumble. Yeah. I think he I think he gets stuck a lot of time and it annoys the life at me because he does try that killer pass a lot and a lot of the time it doesn't come off. But when it does, it usually comes away with us scoring a goal. I touched mm-hmm. on a previous podcast. There was a, a thing on Bruno Fernandez at Man United and he tried something crazy, like. 30 passes in a game, in Champions League game, and 29 of them, he gave the ball away. But that one, he got through to the striker, the striker scored and won the game. These are the players you want in the team. I'm wanting for us. Right. I want a bad I don't want a bad day to shy away. I want him to keep attacking that fullback. Yeah, keep fighting. Mm-hmm. Keep going. And uh, I think that's why sometimes these fans get disgruntled at these players. And, and these are the guys that get their bums off our seats and get us excited. Keep right. going. But... By the way, it was a bit it's a bit similar with like Ralston. He's obviously had a lot of shite down the years and he has been playing well. And I have to say the night 
uh, you said before we come on, Stephen, that he was found out. I don't think he was found out. I knew you were going to. No, knew you were gonna no, I'm not having a go. I'm not having a go. I'm getting to my point. Uh, I don't think he was found out tonight, but I do think at times he looked. He dived in when he didn't. He just needed to stand up. I mean, he does dive in a lot, but mm-hmm. let's talk about his ball that he played into Turnbull in the last oh, settings. Yeah. That oh. was a, that that was as good, if no better, than the ball he played in for uh, was it Jota that scored at Dens Park? Aye. It was probably a better yeah, ball. And Turnbull, yeah. Turnbull couldn't execute it. He should have scored, by the way. Aye. Turnbull should have scored and we're looking at three each. I think he's sticking Sorry. Stephen Knight in it. Fucking brilliant. You've absolutely <laughs> sunk me here like how I didn't say he didn't say he was shit. You said he was found out the night, which is a nice way of saying he's shit. <laughs> right, I will. Uh, I have to back it up. I have to back this up. Aye, 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 thanks very, thanks very much for us for that. But the reason why I say he's found out is just because me personally, obviously my own opinion, not your guys or anyone else's. I just think he has a level, and that level for me is SPL. And that's me being honest. I think. For all That's his effort, his, for all his effort, his endeavour, his willingness to run up and down that right wing continuously, I just think he has limited ability, and that's just me being honest. Yes, yes he's been fantastic. He's got his Scotland call up, which is brilliant as well. But European level, the two goals after the the set piece came down his side, so there is still for me a lot of learning to do on Ralston's part. But for the mo- for the most of the season, he has been fantastic, and I'm not shying away from that. I just personally think. He has a he has a level, and he's reached it when he gets to Europe. I don't disagree with that, by the way, but I still don't think he was found out tonight. <laughs> well, I think he done okay. He did, he did, he did do okay. And yeah. the the ball he whipped in for Turnbull was fantastic. Turnbull should have finished that. He definitely should have. If he his foot didn't wasn't strong enough for me, he just kind of tried to parry it in, just like mm. don't know, he just whacked that in. Just didn't he? But, he didn't get the connection. Really. Yeah, I mean, William, do you have anything to say on this Ralston thing? Because I know anyway you're going to say something when I move on, so I'll come to you. <laughs> no, no, nothing to say here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, no, I feel like... I've already said it in the podcast, for me, he was at, he was at fault for at least two of the goals tonight. But uh, honestly, if you had player of the year tomorrow, he's, he's right in the top three. For me, he's been absolutely immense. For him, he scores yeah. the amount of goals he's had and assists he's got this year. And at the start of the year, we were coming into the season and I was like, we're coming into the season as Tony Ralston's our only right-back. This is ridiculous. He's one of the worst players to ever play for the club. <laughs> and when he signed that contract, I would have been first in the queue and there kissing his feet, saying, I'm so sorry, because he's been absolutely immense for us. Can't say yeah. a bad word about I feel like, do you ever see it get shout out and someone says, I'm disappointed in you? I feel like you both have cut me down. Something shocking there. <laughs> you, see, you're just painting yourself as a victim here, Stephen. We're just, <laughs> we're just giving opinions. We're not saying you're wrong. No, no, um, I totally get <laughs> I, I, I totally get what you're saying. I mean, Ralston, he's been fantastic. So, I mean, I try to talk about domestic football, but do you know the background of Ralston? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tried to just turn it to domestic action and you brought it back right round to me coming off her instead of like Rah Ralston. <laughs> Thanks very much for that. But look, we'll go into we'll go into lineup and score predictions for the Aberdeen match. So I'll come to yourself, William. What have you gone for? 
Uh, all depends on how Beaton is. I think I think he'll go with the exact same starting eleven. Uh, if he's fit, if not, he'll stick McCarthy in there, no doubt. Uh, but he's been pretty consistent with his lineup, and I think it'll be the same again. And I think I actually think it'll be a comfortable win for us in the end, as long as we keep Ramirez quiet. Yeah, I agree. What about yourself, Ross? I just the same. I think at the moment the um, the team picks itself to an extent. With Rogic not being available and um, Starfelt, then naturally beat on if he's fit and Welsh come in, and that's it. Aye, it's, it picks itself. Uh, Taylor's no fit, so Juranovic is going to continue to play on the left. When Taylor comes back, we might see. Juranovic coming in for the shite Ralston, but we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no domestically, just in Europe we'll play on right. oh. <laughs> 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 uh, oh. Aye, uh, so aye, pretty much same team, Stevie boy. <laughs> can see Stevie looking at the schedule and saying, I'm not putting the two in me in a fucking game. <laughs> <laughs> Crap all the time, man. Yeah, no I'm no, not doing a three with them, like. <laughs> oh, horrendous, horrendous. But again, uh, I would go with. <laughs> if if, if Tom's out, I would start McCarthy because there's no other player on this. You bring back sorrow from, from the wilderness, but I don't think that's going to happen. Pretty much the same thing. Like Liam Shaw in there, man. Ah, you're, you're man. You bet I'm sorry. I got the name in the back of the top start of the season, Legion. No, you didn't. He did not. Money. No, he did, did not. I can help. Put on daily zeros. I just thought you. I thought you went for sure because it was the shortest name. <laughs> <laughs> can chung him treasures. I, I know, but he's fucking. He's got two numbers. <laughs> That's like doubling up the ten, the fivers. Oh, uh, true. Oh, right. moving on to some right. serious chat. <laughs> and speaking of actual positive chat, we'll keep it on and. Many of the, the listeners and the people who are watching will know we've been invited to join a Celtic State of Mind on the charity weekender over the weekend of the 4th and the 5th of December. They're doing a, a charity marathon, basically, William, of Celtic content, 24 hours, I think it is, and it's something we're looking forward to to do part of, isn't it? Yeah, amazing. Um, when we started this out, it was, it was, for me, it was right in the middle of COVID, so I didn't get to go out to the pub with the boys and have a, and sit and what about that ref and, and and just talk with the boys. This replaced that. And yeah. uh, at the start, it was like, I could just get involved for a laugh. And it's turned into this, it's snowballed into this massive, massive thing, which I love doing with all my mates. And it's exactly what it is. It's like going to the pub and sitting having a chat about the football. And I can't think of anything better. And the fact that we've been invited on to come along with the, with the guys like that platform, they're, they're pretty much the... Celtic yeah. podcast out there. Um, so we're really, really great, grateful for them and for inviting us on. And uh, I just, I still can't believe six daffy laddies talking nonsense uh, is, is taking off. And it's because all the guys, all the people are viewing and, and listening in. And it's it's just, it's it's great. Uh, long may it continue because we have an absolute ball doing it. And it seems like people will have a ball listening in. So uh, it's, uh, it's superb. Yeah, I mean, I'm dreading seeing the comment section after that Ralston chat, Ross, but sure, thanks again for that. But I mean, going on to the, the Sadly State of Mind, them guys have appeared in our podcast, albeit audio versions of it, but we hope to have some of them on in the future. It is just a, a good gesture and it's a good cause to, to be involved in, isn't it? Oh, it's brilliant. And 
I can't thank them enough for how for the start they've sort of embraced us and they've given up their time to come on to our show and essentially promote it because nobody knows who we are and nobody still knows who we are. But it's <laughs> it's it's great for them to take give up their own time. They're giving up their own time to do their own podcast, but then to come on to our show is first class and then to invite us along to this. Uh, and let's not forget it's for a good cause, uh, mm-hmm. first and foremost. Uh, but I for them to invite us to go on and be a part of it, I'm absolutely buzzing to do that and help them out and sort of return the favour, essentially. Uh, and I'm looking forward to whatever it is, uh, is in store for doing that. Yeah, and we've certainly got something special planned, but we'll keep that on the wraps for now. But look, I have to be honest with you folks, I have prepared, prepared a quiz, so you can breathe a sad of relief. There's no, there's, there's no quiz this for evening because obviously we're, we're coming off the back of that game and my, my head was just getting getting the grips of being gutted and positive at the same time crazy for this I've podcast been, I know I've been reading up in Celtic history all day too. I know Anthony Anthony I, messaged me saying you're around this house getting that Celtic book off him <laughs> <laughs> I took a day off work what is there <laughs> 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 and also Again, a shout out to our show sponsors, Manscaped. Guys, for Christmas, get involved with this. 20% off. Use our discount code CELTS. You can see it here on the podcast itself. And William, as I said to the guys, it's a great gift idea. I've took advantage of it. Some family members, some friends have already. Is it something you've done? Brilliant. Aye, superb. You can't get, I can't get enough. Especially the um, the the ball chafing deodorant. Oh, Oof. oh. Oh, yes. Smooth oh, as a baby. Bottom. <laughs> What about yourself, Ross? When I first used it, it looked like Rachel's cat for friends. <laughs> Dynamite. Oh, what about yourself, Ross? Ah, absolutely superb. Uh, I mean, I, I've got my half marathon down for two hours to an hour and a half. It's streamlined, man. <laughs> <laughs> you just glide, you just glide through the wind, man. It's outstanding. I never thought I'd see Aye. the day where there's more hair on my chin than there is on my balls. Oh, <laughs> oh I can say. God. But here, as always, your balls will thank you. So get involved, 20% off, discount code sells, free worldwide shipping. Get on that straight away. And look, guys, that brings us to the end of the podcast. Have you enjoyed this no, one? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. I just want to say I'm really looking forward to the draw for the playoffs of the World Cup tomorrow, and I hope we get North Macedonia. And I hope I hope Ralston starts every game. Ah, and, uh, wins the World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> and to people who are listening and watching, stay stay well and keep safe. Hail, hail. <laughs>